Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. Welcome to our latest uh, lecture, latest vodcast. And I think this is going to be a two-parter, and this is going to be on large adrenal masses. You know, it's interesting. We always speak about adrenal lesions, particularly incidental omas, which most adrenal lesions are. We know most are benign. And then we always use a rule of under 4 cm. We look for enhancement or density under 10 Hounsfield units, well defines an adenoma. We talk about washhead values of 60%. And everything focuses on lesions 4 centimeters or less. Well, what happens if you get above 4 centimeters? And that's what we're going to speak about today. And, of course, anything could be over 4 centimeters. Benign lesions like adenomas or pheochromocytomas or myelolipomas or a primary carcinoma, which typically is over 4 cm, or metastasis from a range of different things. Now, it's interesting, I went back to PubMed trying to figure out if anyone really addressed this in any detail. There's an article from Mayo Clinic, which is the best at collecting numbers. Look at the objective, characterize large adrenal masses over four centimeters and identify features associated with malignancy. So they found that the prevalence of malignancy in patients with tumors, or adrenal lesions rather, of four cm or more was 31%. Older age, male, non-incidental mode of discovery, large tumor size, and higher unenhanced CT attenuation were associated with an increased risk of malignancy. Clinical context could guide management in patients with tumors over four centimeters. And what are they trying to say? They're trying to say as well, of course, the critical thing is just like lesions under 4 cm, those over 4 cm, can we distinguish what's benign versus what's malignant? And how do we go about that? Remember, you don't want to do uh, renal, adrenal biopsies. Um, our group here, Jason Prescott, who's our main adrenal surgeon, is in charge, makes the point that if you biopsy adrenal carcinoma, you're going to see the peritoneal cavity and the tract. And adrenal carcinoma has a hard enough time with survival. It's the one procedure with adrenal that when you suspect malignancy, you're going to do an open procedure because you don't want to do that laparoscopically. You want to dissect the nodes and remove the tumor in block. So we need to try to figure out is can we distinguish between the two at least benign versus malignant. So going back a little further into that Mayo article, they had 4,085 patients with adrenal tumors, 705 were over 4 centimeters, a little more than half were women, median age 59 years, and the average was 5.2 cm with a range of 4 to 24 centimeters. They mentioned that the adenomas were 31%, pheos 22%, and that's a very high percent for pheos compared to adenomas, but we'll just comment on that other benign lesions, and then carcinomas and other malignancies, typically metastatic disease. Now, they made the point, again, that you want to look at more than just the images, and you need to really be thinking about what this could be. And it's interesting to note that they did have some features that would be helpful. They spoke about a multidisciplinary conference, which we do at Hopkins. And in comparing the benign versus the malignant, just on a high level, they said malignant tumors were less frequently diagnosed incidentally. And that's a good point. You know, when a patient comes in with back pain or fever or weight loss, you find something you always have to be highly suspicious it could be a malignancy. It doesn't need to be, but you're not going to pick up very often a 12 centimeter adrenal carcinoma as an incidental finding in a patient who, who had an MVA. 
They were larger, but again, we're talking over 4 cm, 5 to 7, it's not that much different. They had higher values on the non-contrast, and that's because some of the adenomas in the 5 cm range behave like adenomas, low density and low with washout values. And so they made that point, and when they got it down to the multivariate analysis, older age, male sex, non-incidental mode of discovery, those were some of the key features suggesting malignancy. But again, that alone probably is not going to be all that helpful. Now, what can we do better than that? This article by Thomas in Abdominal Imaging this past year, large adrenal masses pose a diagnostic dilemma. So they did a study to assess the degree of inter-observer agreement evaluating the morphology of pathologically proven adenomas and carcinomas over 4CM and to look for characteristics that help them make the diagnosis. Now their conclusion was a conclusion that was also true from an article from Hopkins that CT has the ability to consistently identify features correlated with benign versus malignant lesions. And things that went for benign were a nice round shape, overall impression of benign lesion, it just looks benign, no enhancement, presence of fat makes you think of myelolipoma, under 10 Hounsfield units thinking of adenoma, and the latter two were highly specific for benign pathology, okay? Very, very simple. Now, of course, when we talk about adrenal lesions over 4CM, I'm going to focus on lesions that are solitary. But it should be noted that, of course, we pick up lesions that are bilateral. And, of course, when they're bilateral over 4CM, then you change your thoughts. Yes, you can have bilateral pheos, and yes, you can have bilateral adenomas. But you've got to be thinking about metastasis, right? We'll come back to that. Now, when lesions, be it unilateral or bilateral, have symptoms and clinical manifestations, then you're always thinking about different possibilities. So if I told you the patient had a five-cytomated mass and was adrenal insufficient, then you're thinking about METS or FEO or TB, amyloid lymphoma. So you really have to be thinking. So everything we talk about under 4CM, we talk about over 4CM, but we need to think about it a little bit differently and it can be a bit more challenging. So the first thing I want to make the point is sometimes these large masses look like adrenal but aren't. And you could be fooled by a pancreas mass, a splenic mass, a gastric mass, or a retroperitoneal process. This patient was sent into the adrenal group for an adrenal mass, possibly carcinoma. Big mass left up a quadrant, and you see it again. You give contrast, it's not enhancing, it's well-defined. But look at its relationship and its sharp margins to the stomach. You look at it and you say, well, is this a pancreatic mass? Is this a splenic mass? Maybe it's a gastric mass, or is it just simply as sent to us an adrenal mass? The, the more I looked at it, you could see how well-defined the lesion is. And it has some enhancement, but it's intimately related to the stomach and the spleen. And if you look at the image on your right, you could see the you could see the adrenal gland. And let me look at that in the coronal. You see the adrenal? This mass is simply pushing against the adrenal. It's not arising from the adrenal. And when you look at it with cinematic, you recognize that it's a low-density, homogeneous cystic type lesion, which is great for a gist tumor coming off of the stomach, nicely shown on these oblique images. And again, something like a gist tumor perfectly located can simulate a large adrenal mass. 
Or this example where I could tell you it could be an adrenal lesion, large necrotic carcinoma, cystic pheochromocytoma. But what about spleen? Well, it looks like it's pushing on the spleen. What about stomach? Could this be a gist tumor? I guess if it was treated. But what about pancreas? And when you look at it in a coronal view, you see all the septations? And that is just a beautiful example of a mucocystic neoplasm of the pancreas. Very nicely shown, well-defined, sharply marginated, pushing adjacent structures, but having many septations. Just a beautiful example. So the first thing is, if you see a large mass, and I showed you two on the left, but it can occur on the right, make sure first that you're really dealing with an adrenal mass and not something that is an imposter and simply looks like adrenal. Now, when you look at the differential of 4CM or better, essentially almost everything that you find on the list for under 4CM is going to be on the list for over 4CM. Okay? So anything could be anywhere. So let's look at some examples. Here's a lesion 5CM left adrenal. Mean is 20 Hounsfield units. Here we look at the lesion. It enhances to 80. Well-defined homogeneous. And as you wash, as you look at the lesion wash out over time, you recognize that it washes out more than 50%. This was an incidental finding, and this was an adenoma. Okay, very simple. This lesion, water density, well-defined, seven or eight centimeters, sharply marginated. There's not much difficulty. Here it is on coronal view. Water density, sharply marginated, that's going to be an adrenal cyst. And here's another example. Adrenal cysts usually measure under 10 Hounsfield units. This measured 18. Well-defined water density pushing on the kidney, sharply marginated adrenal cyst. And finally, one more. Again, sort of a teardrop configuration, sitting in that space between the cruise and the liver, pushing right on the patient's kidney, no problem. That's a cyst. Water density. Now you can say, how do I know it's not a cystic pheo, a cystic adrenal primary carcinoma? Those lesions are, have cystic components, but there's nodularity in the cyst or there is enhancement. So well-defined, water density, no enhancement, simple cyst, next case. Another example would be this case. Look at the patient's right adrenal. There's low density. When you measure it, it's fat. And here it is in the coronal view. This is a classic myelolipoma of the adrenal. But just see the fat at a time you see punctate calcification. As we've discussed previously, the amount of fat will vary. And here's just another example. Look at the mass left adrenal. You say, could this be a carcinoma? Well-defined areas of low density fat, areas of punctate calcification, classic myelolipoma or this case, a huge myelolipoma. Now, this is the case I always like to say that when there is a challenge between differentiating a uh, liposarcoma of the retroperitoneum and a myelolipoma, when you think about things and you're not positive, this would surely be the case. And of course, we do talk about large myelolipomas, that one of the dangers is that they do bleed. Very nice example of hemorrhage in a myelolipoma. Many people will say over 5CM, even asymptomatic, they're going to take it out. Surely if the patient's symptomatic, this lesion will be removed. Now, I like to show hemorrhage in a large lesion, and I'm showing it again. This is different. You don't see a myelipoma, and the fact is you don't know what's going on here. Is the patient on Coumadin? I guess it could be, 
But the patient wasn't. Why would you just bleed? I mean, there are many reasons, but you always have to be careful you're not missing an occult cancer. And this was a primary adrenal carcinoma that presented with spontaneous bleed. I've seen lung mets to adrenal. Sometimes we know there's a primary tumor that makes it easy. Sometimes we don't. The initial presentation can be abdominal pain and adrenal hemorrhage. You see a mass, you work the person up, and voila, you see the patient's tumor. Now we've showed old hematomas calcify. If I see a lesion with rim-like calcification like this, dense coarse calcification, I am not going to worry. Calcification can occur in other things. Here's a lymphangioma. That's a very rare adrenal tumor. But you have to look, low-density septation, faint calcification, no enhancement. You look at this, you know it's going to be a benign lesion. So if you want to remove it, I guess you can remove it, but we have more experience now. But if you look, that's just so benign. Really nothing to worry about. Now, as we go from those benign lesions, let's go to the 180 direction. Here's a large mass right adrenal gland. There's some neovascularity. Here it is on the coronal view. Large mass, prominent vascularity, irregular borders pushing on the kidney. You do MIP imaging, look at that neovascularity. Okay, nobody is gonna call that a benign lesion. The biggest challenge here would be perhaps to say, how do I know it's not a hepatoma? But you can see it's really arising from the adrenal gland. The point is, things like neovascularity are very helpful. So when I look at large masses, I give contrast and look at the MIP images. I wanna look for neovascularity. If you see neovascularity, you're dealing with malignancy. Or in this case, large mass, hypervascular, dystrophic calcifications, central calcification, beautifully shown in the coronal view. You see the calcification, you see the vascularity, you see the necrosis. And here it is again. I don't think you would look at this ever and say, forgetting its size even, this is benign. Nothing with that necrosis and enhancement and calcification is ever benign. That's the bottom line. And so you look at it in cinematic, beautiful example of necrosis, the enhancement, the calcification, displacement of the right kidney downward, all very nicely shown in this example. Let's go to the other side. Here's a lesion in the right adrenal and a left adrenal. But look at the left adrenal. There's neovascularity on the arterial phase imaging. There's neovascularity when you look at the coronal display. When you go from arterial to venous, you see central necrosis. And when you look closer at the arterial, you see neovascularity. So again, one of the features I like to look at with small lesions, but especially big lesions, is the vasculature. Benign lesions do not have abnormal vascularity like this. Yes, you can have sometimes processes that have prominent vessels, even myelipomas, but when you see this type of neovascularity, you can argue perhaps could this be metastatic, but in this case it wasn't, and I wouldn't have guessed that, but you gotta know you're dealing with malignancy. And as you wash out, the central necrosis is there, striations, that neovascularity is best seen early, and one of the good reasons for doing dual-phase imaging is to show that. And another example, very, very large left adrenal mass pushing the left kidney downward, modeled enhancement pattern, necrosis, small nodes pushing the kidney down, classic appearance, classic location. It's interesting how many of these adrenal carcinomas, as big as they are, are more aggressive looking, which may be why they present late. 
here it's pushing on the spleen and pushing the kidney down a little bit. Just not that impressive. Now this case shows some model density. The amount of model density doesn't particularly define the type of tumor or some of its different markers perhaps, but it is easier to see with necrosis and vascularity. There's no chance in the world you would ever come up with this being some sort of benign lesion. And here it is on coronal view again, large irregular perfusion changes. And here it looks like almost invasion of the liver. Here it is in the sagittal view, very, very impressive. Now, one of the things we know in patients with adrenal carcinoma is there are many appearances. And so here's a good example of a large cystic lesion, but mural nodules. When you start seeing mural nodularity, it's always gonna be a malignancy, not very tricky, very nicely shown there. And here is some nodularity and you can see the neovascularity present, a period. And then again, you go for these cystic lesions, here's another one. Cystic and solid components, neovascularity, things are displaced. There's no way you can call this a benign lesion. It's the solid and cystic components, the enhancement, the nodularity. Here's another one. When you start seeing mural nodules, as you see in this case, there's no way in hell you're un ever going to call this anything but malignant. So although it's cystic, although it's well-defined, there's rim-like enhancement. Remember, simple cysts do not have rim-like enhancement. They can have a rim, but no enhancement. And again, it just makes the point that primary adrenal carcinomas have a range of appearance. I showed you solid. I showed you vascular. I show you cystic. And I show you cystic with solid components. But you could see that it's very easy when looking at only a portion of the lesion to uh, come up with the wrong answer. We did some work on texture mapping of the adrenal. There's more work coming, but you could see some of the challenges that relate to that. Now, what else can we do? Well, I thought maybe we should do is let's take a break for five minutes and come back and let's do part two of this talk. I want to speak to you about adrenal cancer and then some additional uh, areas like lymphoma. Okay, we'll see you in a bit. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.